Welcome, everybody, to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. All right. So during our last podcast, we talked about balancing work and rest. And today, my aim is to build on that just a little bit. So if you did not hear the previous episode, listen to that one first, Balancing Work and Rest, and then come back for this one, Finding Rest. Now, we could definitely take out some time and talk about work and all of this, but my guess is that we feel pretty well aware of our work habits. It's those resting habits that feel insufficient or off. So as we attempt to to dive into this, there are definitely several ways or approaches to getting rest from kicking back and resting your feet to finding rest for your soul. So we're going to narrow this down and our main focus will be finding rest in knowing, finding rest in knowing. Well, what does that mean? So an example Let's say the weather is horrible outside. There is a bad storm. It's night. It's time to rest, but you cannot rest knowing your loved one is somewhere on the road traveling home. You will rest a whole lot better when you know they're home safe. In other words, it's easier to find rest when we are assured that everything's gonna be okay. And maybe things don't feel quite okay in life right now. Well, that that feeling creates a lack of assurance and that can lead to some restless nights and making us feel restless in our souls. Now, I am music-minded, at least I think I try to be, and sometimes I think in songs. So, a problem or or circumstance arises and a song will pop in my mind that matches that circumstance. Maybe you do this too. And while songs can sound wonderful and stir up all kinds of emotions, when you have a little time, really get to look at those lyrics, the meaning or the message behind the song. Even look at the backstory of where the song came from, because it's amazing sometimes what you'll find. Just recently, I did a little meaning behind the music digging into Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. So the first part of that song says, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. And here's the key part, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Our focus is finding rest in knowing. So this songwriter is expressing the rest that she found in knowing, thus saith the Lord. Now, if my searching proved me to be accurate today, Louisa M.R. Steed wrote the lyrics to the song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. And William Kirkpatrick wrote the melody or the music. How do you come up with such words to put in a song like that that brings such a message and such meaning? Well, Louisa wrote this song after experiencing a sudden tragedy that resulted 
in the death of her husband. And many of us well know it's hard to find rest after going through a tough situation. Even with work, it can be hard to come down from that high stress level of work and find rest. So much is on our mind. Our heart is overwhelmed and we may feel restless. But somewhere in her life, Louisa Steed learned to rest in knowing, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Now, there's something about finding rest in knowing that honestly is almost hard to put into words. There's something about the peace that washes over me when I know, I know the Lord has already said something about a particular situation, or when I am reminded of what I already know about His Word. This knowing brings such an assurance, a blessed assurance, a confidence in the Lord, and a peaceful rest. Now, today, compared to the days of horse and buggy, we might want to think of ourselves as educated people. We know things. We know stuff. We are in the know. Now, I say that jokingly, but in reality, the access to knowledge is so very prevalent today and possibly more prevalent than we can handle if we're not careful. The overwhelming flow of knowledge today can begin to distract us from the main thing, being the Lord. You know, with with each day passing and, and the more knowledge I'm exposed to, I cannot help but to feel more and more that the Lord's return is oh so near. Daniel even wrote about a time of so much knowledge in Daniel 12, 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Daniel was writing about the time of the end, the end time. Is this not where we're living, where people are running to and fro like chickens with their heads cut off? And knowledge is ever increasing. There is an, an ever increasing amount of knowledge coming across our phones on advertisements through friends. Somebody's always saying, hey, did you see? Did you hear? Hey, did you know? All of this knowledge, all of this information, I may indulge in it to take a break from work here and there. You know, I may scroll through the news or catch up on things online. I may relax by or attempt to relax by catching up on things so I can be in the know, but that's not the true rest I'm looking for. I want to find rest in knowing. And seeking out this concept has led me down a path of discovering what it really means to know him. How well do I know him? And right off the bat, knowing someone does take time. And uh, well, right there is possibly part of our struggle 
where do we find the time to know him? Well, let's try to talk through this a little bit. So in the Bible, we read the word know in English and can quickly associate or attach our cultural views to that word. If I want to know something today, it only takes a quick search on Google. If I'm on the go, running to and fro, (laughs) and need knowledge hands-free, no problem. I'm just going to call out to Siri or Alexa, and she will supply the answer I need. An instant answer at that. And there is almost an instant and quick access mentality associated with knowledge today. Choose what you want to know, and in seconds, you have it. Time is no obstacle to knowledge. So why does time feel like an obstacle in knowing the Lord? That that may be a topic for an, another day to dive deeper into, but for right now, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Time is a gift. What I do with it is a choice. So pressing the pause button on our cultural views for a moment about time and knowledge, let's travel to the days of David and the other writers of the Psalms. And we're going to land on Psalms 100 verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, do you think the concept of knowing back then was embraced differently than it is today? How did they know the Lord? Google wasn't available for a quick knowledge search. There was no Bible to hold in their hands. If they wanted to know the Lord, and continue knowing him, what did they do? Well, there are a few points that are emphasized in this verse here that I think can bring a little more understanding for us, one of which is humility. Now, humility, that that humble place of acknowledging the Lord as creator, to know it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. There's also the point of knowing by submission, being a sheep of his pasture. Sheep need a shepherd. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now on that submission note, it also brings another song to mind and that's blessed assurance. One line says, perfect submission, all is at rest. So finding rest in submission, that might be another topic to go into later as well. But putting our focus back on knowing, this knowing, know ye that the Lord, he is God, wasn't just something that sat in their mind, something that they cognitively knew. It was deeper than that. But this knowing was a matter of the heart and their experiences. I could only imagine the writers of the Psalms, such as this one, knew a little something about shepherding. Sheep of his pasture 
was more than just another pretty metaphor. For some of them, their livelihood was caring for sheep. Having sheep in a pasture was in their line of work. It was a daily experience for them. So just as they were caring for sheep, they could go to work and think, whoa, 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 the Lord cares for me. (laughs) While they were working, while they were, were under the load, if you will, they could be reminded of words of the Lord. They belong to him. Now, personal application here. I'm, I'm not going to work on Monday to herd sheep, although maybe some days it feels like I am. But while I am working in whatever capacity that may be, at home, at work, at church, at school, whatever, whatever work I am doing, Lord, help me to be reminded of your words. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It's this knowing that was in the heart of God's people as they entered into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And to think about it this way, this knowing was a precursor to worship. They entered into the gates knowing. I may be in the most difficult and trying time of life as one of the sheep of his pasture, one of his own, but I'm entering into that church service knowing. I'm getting out of bed and coming to that prayer time knowing. I'm entering into that workplace knowing. I don't have it all figured out, but just to know. Thus saith the Lord. Now, if this knowing could affect how I live or how I worship, could this also affect how I rest? What is the level of my knowing? How well do I know him? This goes deeper than knowing facts about the Bible. It's it's deeper than being present at all the functions. Do I know him? And to step on my toes, have I become complacent with how well I know him? So rather than continuing to desire and dig deeper to know him more, have I become comfortable or complacent at my current level of know or relationship with him? One of the unique things that that I have found about the Lord is that even when I know him, when, when I have spent time with him, he is constantly inviting to go deeper. It's not in the sense that he's just constantly pulling for me, but I mean, that's, it's time in his presence that is well worth it. Time with the Lord is time well spent. And sometimes it's, it's almost as if my understanding opens a little more and God gives me just enough of a glimpse and saying, hey, there is more of me to know. Oh, if we could grasp, just just get a hold, a deeper understanding of just how much the Lord wants us to know him. When I think I've gone deep, he's inviting to a greater depth because he is unsearchable. There is always more to seek in him. 
Romans 11.33 begins, Oh, the depth. (laughs) Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, the depth of getting lost and knowing Him. Now, if if there are depths of, of knowledge of God, are there also depths of rest? I want to find rest in knowing. So if knowledge has depths, does rest have the same? Well, let's tie this into sleep because we all want that, right? <laughs> well, what little I do know about the science aspect of sleep is that there are stages of sleep, ranging from that semi-awake dozing phase to those deeper REM uh, sleep stages. It's in those those deeper REM sleep stages where a marching band couldn't wake you up. <laughs> That's the kind of sleep I want. Now, in the the dozing stage, you can easily be shaken awake. You know, it's kind of like that head nodding place. Anything can distract you or keep you from rest. But that stage of such deep sleep That's the one that's most difficult to awaken somebody from. You know, that's that's the the good, peaceful, deep sleep. And that's the one that when we lay our head down at night that we really need. It's it's that rest that has no tossing and turning, just a deep place of rest. So with that in mind, is there a level or stage of knowing the Lord? That gives me such a depth of rest that I am completely content. I'm not easily shaken or awakened out of that place of rest. Loud noises and distractions from this world don't get me off track. I am resting in the Lord just to rest upon his promise, just to know Thus saith the Lord. Just to know the Lord has already said something about the situation you're in. Just to know what his word says. Remember, Israel didn't have a Bible to carry around. They didn't have a cell phone with a sophisticated Bible app. The word they knew on a personal level was in their heart. I want to get beyond the head knowledge of knowing his word, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there are deeper places. I want to get into the deep, the depths. And I think it's in those places where we can find rest. I want to walk in it. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Another verse in Psalm says, order my steps in thy word. I want to find joy in knowing his word. Jeremiah writes about this. Thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. I want to find peace in knowing his word. Philippians 4, 7 mentions the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Could it be the more I know him, the deeper I go, 
the easier it is to find rest. The easier it is to find rest in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of His wings where I trust. The easier it is to be led to that rock that is higher than I when I am overwhelmed. The more I know Him, the easier it is to lie down in green pastures. Not for no catnap, <laughs> but for my soul to be restored. If I find myself on empty, it's in this place, knowing him, that my cup runneth over. Could it be that we have looked at finding rest as a moment of inactivity? A moment where we ain't got to do nothing. But true rest is not with inactivity, but an inward, active knowing just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord.